0: Welcome to one more edition of Pawtakes and Ryan McBeth he's your host. Today we are honored to have Jacinta Robin. Jacinta Robin is the director of the intern program at the Center for... Bi- hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? She is a Jacksonville, Florida resident and is on the state board of Florida Right to Life. Welcome to Politics Done Right, Jacinta, how you doing?
1: Thank you so much for having me, I'm doing great.
0: Well, you know, I had, I, I had to talk to you, especially in these times where we're having this large fight about pro-life, uh, pro-this or, or that sort of thing. First of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're doing what you're doing?
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, I got hired with CBR about two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, They invited me to take over their summer intern program, and I agreed to do it. I'm a Florida resident, and Mm -hmm. they are in Tennessee, so that should show my commitment. I agree to come up here just for the summer to run the summer intern program because I'm passionate about this work. I want the next generation of pro-life activists to know what I know and what I've learned over the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. so... I'm 34. Um, I know I look young, but I'm 34. I learned about what abortion was when I was 17.
0: Let me ask you to stop before we get there, because what I'd like to know is I'd sure. like to know a little bit about your history, maybe the, uh, your religion, how you grew up, that sort of a thing.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, I was raised Catholic, and I have maintained um, that faith. So I am a present practicing Catholic. Um, that was a part of what led me to doing pro-life work. Um, we actually have a stance where we're against birth control and we are against abortion at all stages of development. Um, I'm from a family of seven. So we have two in heaven, and I have uh, four remaining siblings. I'm the first of all of them. Um,
0: you and you're the eldest.
1: I'm the eldest, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of responsibility. So I'm right in my element doing the intern program because I'm mentoring, and that's just something I feel like I've done my whole life is showing people what to do. Um, that's just kind of how life was growing up. So I'm very acclimated to that.
0: Now you mentioned earlier that uh, you 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 can you maintain the Catholic stance, which is uh, no birth control or. Uh, you, you believe in absolutely no 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 contraception, and uh, as far as abortion is controlled at no stage you, do you believe in abortion.
1: Correct, no artificial birth control. Um, we do we do promote abstinence,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: even within a marriage. Um, mm-hmm. It's up to you to control mm-hmm. when you want to come together as a couple. Mm-hmm. We feel like that's in your purview. That's up to you. But mm-hmm. when that intimate encounter happens, should that result in a conception, mm-hmm. you are now parents mm-hmm. of a very tiny person. Mm-hmm. So
0: so that is that is your core belief. Your core belief is that uh, that that as far as no contraception and that also uh, life begins at conception.
1: Yes. And it was actually my faith that drove me into the direction of pro-life activism, but it was in a very curious way. So I started college early. I started when I was 16 and I was a biology major. Mm -hmm. So I could see the baby, the one celled embryo, Mm -hmm. and I was conflicted because that one cell to me did not look like a baby. Mm -hmm. And yet as a Catholic, I needed to uphold the belief that this was an entity that should not be harmed Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it should not be expelled at will. So I had a conflict in my own heart. I could see that this was a cell, a single cell organism on day one. And yet the church was saying you cannot abort in the earliest stages. So essentially I was pro-choice up until the point that the baby looked like a baby. And I had a bit of a problem. I didn't want to just ignore what the church taught. So I did some research and what I found was very jarring. I remember I was at work. I worked as a tutor at the school for biology and it was a Saturday. We didn't have a whole lot of students come in. So I had a whole lot of free time on my hands and I went and I took myself to computer and I said, I need to solve this problem. I need to figure out why the church is so insistent that at all stages of development, you should not abort. So I went to Google and I looked up abortion. I looked up early, early abortion. I looked up a, um, I can't remember exactly the words I put in, but I made sure that it was early. And what I found was a second trimester abortion and had to be about 14 weeks. And I was shocked at how developed the child was. And I realized two things. I realized, number one, that looked like a small human. And in my mind, I thought it wouldn't look like a small human. I thought it would look more like a clump of cells, which is what we hear all the time. I was shocked that at 14 weeks, it kind of looked like a human being. I didn't know that. What I also realized was that all of us develop at different rates. Some of us get taller faster. Some of us get wider faster babies develop at different rates they're usually they're usually in the same range but none of us grows at the exact same rate so you're dealing with laws that are being passed cutting off at hard breaks 20 weeks you can't abort past 20 weeks but how does this politician know that the baby you're carrying isn't hyper-developed at 20 weeks, and it can feel pain, and it could survive outside of the womb. Right now, at 20 weeks, they have a 50% chance of survival. So it was it was so, it encompassed so many scenarios that it wasn't fair for there to be a hard break. I realized that we were putting this responsibility of drawing a line on people's development when everybody develops at a different Great, so then the argument is, well, we should just draw that line when it doesn't look like a baby among the earliest stages of development, which is why you're getting a lot of heartbeat bills now, which is, in my opinion, a good thing. At the very least, they're stopping it at six weeks. Um, some states are still at 15 weeks. North Carolina's considering a 12-week bill. So you kind of see everybody's kind of on that same mindset. It's like, when do we draw this line? Where do we draw that hard break? where we can say, look, at this point we know it's not human. It can't possibly be human. It doesn't look like a human being. Okay, that's where they are right now. But if they're being honest with themselves, they're doing too much. Nobody should take on that responsibility to determine when your life has value and at what point your development determines how eligible you are now to be considered a part of society. Because the second you draw a line on a seamless a seamless process of development, you're lying to yourself. Because in biology, once you get started, once that embryo is conceived, it just continues. It doesn't tell you when it quote unquote becomes a human being. So now you're given the burden of determining when that magical moment is. And that's dishonest because nobody has a good answer for that. That's why all these states are on different sides of the issue. So I take the approach that If it's alive and if it's human, it's a human who is being, it is a human being. And our constitution protects human beings. So that embryo deserves protection under the law. So at that point, I know it's a bitter truth, right? Everybody's going through after they hear my explanation. They either want me to shut up or keep going. So, did I <laughs>
0: did I ever once uh, ask you to shut up?
1: No, no. But I I know your viewers are probably gonna be like, oh
0: boy. No, that that won't be my viewers in this interview. That's gonna be me. But I want to hear your entire frame because see. What, what I do. Let me let let me be clear to you. Mm-hmm. I I always listen with the expectation that I can find some relevancy or some truth in what I'm hearing to see if you are going to change any one of my stances. Because okay. my theory is as follows. If we are truly a society made up of intelligent people, we should be able to listen to each other and rationalize what each other says. And after that rationalization, come to a conclusion. So I, that's why I asked you about your upbringing in the beginning, it said that, because I wanted to know who you were or who you are. Is there okay. something else that you want to add to that long pros because I think I am ready to answer quite a few of those, unless you have additional information you'd like to add to that.
1: Um, I would just say once I resolved that question in my heart, I started volunteering. And every day I was doing something, something that I could to help advance the pro-life movement because I was convicted.
0: Okay, great, and that's that's great. Based on your based on your Catholic upbringing. By the way, I'm original from Central America. I was a born Catholic.
1: I saw in- that, yeah. yeah.
0: And then after <laughs> that, I became from a Catholic. I became a Baptist. From a Baptist, I went to the University of Texas. Became a Maranatha, which is one of those sort of third party type uh, Christian churches. And after uh, after I found out that uh, certain things about the Christian religion. I left church altogether and became a humanist. so all, the only thing that I'm worried about is uh the the um the success of humanity, if you will. that said um i be, I believe in the faith that you have and 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 what you believe in, and that's fine. My first question to you, however, is uh that is what you believe and that is your religion uh yes. that's what that is now uh in, in a in a pluralistic society like ours. With multi-religion, no religion, whatever, um, how do you dare ask others to simply fall in line with what you believe? And I'm not talking abortion right now, because if, if, you okay. can do that with a, if you can do that with an abortion, you can do that with just about anything. We can make my religion be preeminent to what needs to be done. And I think as nice as you are, as sweet as you are, uh, when you when when the statements that you're making are neither sweet or nice, because in effect you're saying you went right. my way. So your comments right. on that.
1: Okay. Well, I think that's a good question, and I would separate um, some of what was mentioned here. So I decided to respect the idea that life starts at conception because my faith challenged me to learn more about the issue. Mm -hmm. I don't think that this is a religious question, though.
0: You don't think that, right?
1: I don't. I don't think that. So when we're out, our organization, when we go out, we do activism. A lot of times on college campuses, we'll have students come up to us and they'll say, you know, is this a religious organization? Are you guys trying to push your faith and your beliefs on us? And we say, no, this is not a religious organization. We are a science-based organization. So we are the Center for Bioethical Reform. We're targeting biological issues with an ethical perspective. So a lot of people would agree yes I'm a,
0: uh, because it, we we have to be intentional here whose ethics
1: that's a that's an excellent question and this is why i'm trying to segue into my next topic right now in denmark i believe there are no down syndrome people okay they cure they they've attested to curing down syndrome you want to know how they did that they did that by testing embryos in the womb to see mm-hmm if they tested positive for trisomy 21. And if that gene was present, they recommended to the mother that she abort. And these mothers did. So now Down syndrome eradicated. Has been
0: eradicated, yeah.
1: I'll tell you another one. Right now in China, you have more boys than girls. How do we get that? Usually in the population, okay, the way that human beings reproduce, you'll typically get more girls than boys. Um, I've... a fertility specialist who's a friend of mine, she uh, said, if you if you go to bed with your husband and that night there's an egg present in your womb, you're going to get a boy. If you go to bed with your husband and tomorrow there's an egg in your womb, you're going to get a girl. They call it lazy sperm. That, that one gives you a girl, but the day of gives you a boy. It's hard to get it to happen that day of so by default most pregnancies are females okay but china has a very curious problem there are more boys than girls okay india also has that problem because the girls are more expensive when you're marrying them off you have to marry them off with dowries so all of a sudden you're seeing these weird imbalances in the population and it's abortion that's allowing this to happen so now we're dealing with ethics and I would not no
0: argue. no no I, actually I will argue that i would I would argue that that now we're dealing with your ethics. Let me give an example because you in in using the down syndrome example, right, I could mm-hmm. actually make the ethical I could make the ethical argument that says if we can if if we can avoid down syndromes yeah. that more of the other kids would live. I could make an ethical statement that says. Let, let Let me expand a little bit more. I find that your concern for an embryo or mm-hmm. a, a clump of cells or to some extent the lack of uh, concern for the carrier of the baby, I would find that in my of in my opinion unethical. Why would I find it unethical and that's why I said who's ethics right? Mm-hmm. I would find it unethical because um I find that we put so much effort into an embryo that after the, the kids are born, the same folks who have the ideology of conservatism and non-abortion, et cetera, they will not support the policies that make the born kids live. So I am saying if, if we want to talk ethics, if, if this was an, a real ethical issue and as opposed to what you're, you uh, the people you go to the universities that talk about it being a religious issue, which I think it's still a religious issue. If it were a real ethical issue, we would say, wait a minute. We, we care about the embryos, but when the embryos are turned into humans and born, we don't have the policies that keep them alive. We don't have the policies that prevent them from going to jail. We don't have these particular sets of policies. So it's not an ethical problem if you will allow death at the end stage, but you're trying to save something that isn't yet born.
1: Okay, again, I would separate the issue. So we're dealing with two issues here. We -hmm. have the problem of, should we treat pre-born children differently than than the way we treat born children? That's one problem. Because if a two-year-old was born and he was born in a very poor environment, there was no food, there was no water. We would not address the problem of him having no food and no water by killing him. No, we so wouldn't. Right now, no, we wouldn't.
0: We so would right, feed now, them.
1: right now, right now, all of a sudden, we want to take care of. But you don't them. want.
0: But you don't want to feed them.
1: I and I and I will not. No,
0: no, I, I'm. That, no, that's that. What I just said was a statement of fact. If you take a look at the budget. I'm saying we're
1: dealing with two issues. Well, we're dealing with two issues. We're dealing with the mother who has to get food stamps to take care of her child, Mm -hmm. who's also encouraged to birth her child and not abort it because she doesn't have the money to feed her. Exactly. Right. This is a big problem. I I understand that. But I will also tell you this. Right now, I'm an African-American woman. Obviously, you're a person of color right um, now in New York City more African-American children are aborted than born time wait, out. Wait, uh, no no that, I, it,
0: I, I saw that message in I I, you know, I normally don't interrupt my my the person on the interview but uh, okay. what ha, what happens too often is we try we're not we're not talking race here the, the abortion issue is not a racial issue no matter how the right would try to make it a racial issue there there
1: how it wouldn't be a racial issue
0: it's not a racial issue at all I mean, it's a, it's an abortion issue. And, and what the, the right would often do is bring race into the discussion so that people's emotions will start saying, oh, that's racist or that's not racist. The thing about it is white women, black women, Latino women, Asian women all have abortions. The reason why black women have abortion at a, in some instances of the larger rate. It's because of the socioeconomic conditions. It has very little to do with anything other than that. Uh, black women are just as promiscuous as white women are just as promiscuous as Asian women. All of those things are, I'm using promiscuity only because the right oh, likes understand. to use they're, that.
1: They're getting pregnant, right? They wouldn't be right. having the abortions if they weren't getting pregnant. I understand that. But I would I would challenge you to look at the situation that we have here, right? Mm-hmm. Um. African-American women are making up 14% of the population. Yes. That's generous. I'm afraid it might be less than, than that.
0: It's 13% um, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I would imagine it would be closer to that. And right now, they are leaning to having almost 50% of all the abortions. They are almost 40% of all the abortions that are being taken place. So that's,
0: that I, is that oh, is that is something that's to be expected given the socioeconomic differences if you if you take a look at the, the the value what what these two different societies have that's not at all that's not at all off Keith Kilter at all.
1: Well, the problem, but I would I would I would still say you have encountered a complex problem, mm-hmm. and you're not going to you would not be doing the right thing by being the mercenary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To fix one problem and ignore the other problem.
0: Good point. Very good point. You see, I don't. Th- I mean, first of all, that is an excellent point that you brought there. We don't want to be mercenaries, but I'll tell you something, uh, just uh, Jacinta. The reality is, uh, bringing black kids into an America today, right? When you're poor or otherwise, it, it is not at all inconceivable to me why. One would want to abort kid, kids, not kids, abort fetuses before they become what I consider a human being. Let me first tell you, I, don't, I have a daughter, a little bit younger than you are, all right? And I don't want my daughter to have an abortion. I don't, want my, I don't want any of those things for my daughter. Women don't have abortions for the sake of having abortions. We have an evil economic system in America. Very, I mean, conservatives like to sing glory, glory, hallelujah. That's not the truth. I, I, I would urge you as a conservative uh, to, to listen to my programs and be, come and be a part of my programs because I can tell you something. We have an evil economic system, and the abortion situation can be cured if we actually had a humane economic system that provided and contraceptives in a society that's not going to run away from sex, and if we also had care. There are a lot of people, if we had a humane society, uh, we would actually have kids. There's a lot of women who are born kids, which they just cannot afford.
1: Okay, well, I have a few rebuttals on that and I need to know how much time you have.
0: <laughs> well, we, we have about six more minutes, so go ahead.
1: Okay, well, what I would say to what you mentioned is that the real problem here is we cannot confirm, we cannot come to agreement on what the pre-born actually is. And that's because that would that would eliminate everything. If society could come to agreement on what was actually inside of the woman that would put every other law in place, every other privilege and practice in place. If we could all come to agreement that it is not a human being inside of the womb, then let her do whatever she wants. And don't be sad about it. Don't say it's a tragic thing. If a woman has to have an abortion, why? It's just a clump of cells. I don't think people really believe that.
0: No, I don't believe that. I don't believe I mean, that right. something
1: really weird no, no, is you, happening when an abortion you,
0: takes place. You are so, I mean, you see, I don't want to deny, you know, and that's why I said the issue is with, I mean, I, I believe I, I believe in that, but we as a society determine where life begins, okay?
1: Oh, that's, do we?
0: Know. Yes, I mean, you, a uh, oh, now? Yeah, let me explain this, what I mean by that. Your religion as a Catholic, you can attest to what your religion tells you where life begins biologically speaking uh, we can you know there there as from a point of laws we can say where things begin and how we are going to interpret it in law this doesn't I have anything to do that. with religion i
1: would challenge that biologists no, no. 5,000 biologists came together. I need to check the numbers on this, but no, no, you're, I can't, I know 5, what you're going to s- came together and they have confirmed. Jacinta, that your life starts at conception. So Jacinta, there's no, that's question. fine.
0: Jacinta, Jacinta. When a sperm meets an egg, it, it turns into a cygot, etc. It, it's fine. And, right? and I'm saying, I don't care what the biologists say. I'm an engineer. I do not care what the biologists say from a legal standpoint. We have the right as a society to determine where life begins if you have another religious option well, you're
1: not determining where life begins because you just said that life starts no conception. no no. i
0: what am saying mean? we determine where
1: the value of that life begins that's what you're actually
0: determining. i i i stand corrected i think i think the way you said it was better i think the way you said it was better okay so now so but the fact that i'm saying is this if you believe something about your body and what you want to do the only thing the and by the way, I take exception to a pro-life movement. I am a pro-life person. I believe in your life. I will do everything to save you as a living human being. Okay. You know what I don't believe in? I don't believe in your in in, in your dictatorial notion to tell another human being what they must what do, do for some... What? And not only that what they must be compelled to carry, etc., etc., And that's all I'm saying. If you have a belief system, I want you to live in your belief system and I want you to preach for your belief system. I want you to do all of that. I just don't want you to influence my belief system. Well, and I think I that agree is, with
1: you. I agree with you. You are on the pretext of my body, my choice. I cannot agree with you more. And if that woman is carrying another body and she's being, honorably consistent to that value setup then she should also honor the baby's body No
0: that's not that that is that is a false equivalence let me let me tell you why because again if she believes like I do that a a, a full fully formed human being is not one until birth, then that's not the case and and, and again and I think the, the the truth of the matter is I think and I'm not talking about you as a person but you as a mm-hmm. movement, has been one mm-hmm. of the most killing movements there are. Not you, you per se. That? Not you. Why
1: do you say that?
0: I say that because, first of all, with, with the stance that women just can't have abortions, women with ectopic pregnancies and all of that have died. But let's go a little bit further. Uh, we've had um, uh, men who uh, perform abortions murdered. I, I had to take I did an expose right here in Houston where the, they they terrorize women going in to get abortions. There's nothing. Look, if you if you feel so badly at, about abortion, try to stop abortions from happening. Love on somebody. That's Give not the somebody. Only
1: that's bad about abortion? You said you talking- feel bad about abortions too.
0: I, I feel. Let me tell you why I feel bad about abortions. Okay, because I don't know. I, I accept my ignorance. Okay.
1: Ah, so I, now I, I accept- we don't know. Right no, no, no. now we don't know.
0: No, no, no. Uh, don't get technical with me mean, in that regard. It's okay to not know. It is, but it's okay. not
1: okay to determine someone's value if you don't know. Uh, no, no, no.
0: So- Actually, that's not entirely true because our values and you, as a black woman, your value was determined and it still is determined right now because of this pigmentation of your skin. In a capitalist society, your value is much less than the value of a woman with the exact same characteristic as you. And that's another subject that I won't get into. Yeah, that's a different topic. Yeah, it's another topic. We won't get into that. But what I'm saying is, let's not in my, no, I won't say that. Uh, Let's, I'll say it in a let's form. Let's not be naive to the reality that in society today, we make choices. And not only choices do we make, we make, we balance our choices. And once we determine that, uh, things become better. I mean, I, look, you, you're you going to have a kid sometime, I, I imagine, if you don't have one already. And you're going to give... Say that again? I hope so. Right. And you will have your values that you want to put into your kid. Work on that. You have your sphere of influence. Work on that. In fact, if you want to go around colleges and tell folks you shouldn't have abortions, do that. But when you start codifying into law what your belief system says, that you want others to do. That is my problem. I have no problem with you as a person. But you're going to
1: do that anyway. Are you a voter?
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, so if you go to the ballot, you are imposing your belief on someone else's body. No, no,
0: we are in a democracy, right? We
1: we live in a constitutional republic, but even even more so in a democracy. If we were a pure democracy and it was mob rule, it was majority rule. Well,
0: there you go. We're going to lean (laughs) one way or another. No, no, here's the...
1: Ballot, you my are impacting my dear else's life,
0: right? There are two things that we have in the Constitution, and and I hate that the the people on the right don't do a good job in doing this. But the Constitution, one of the fights with the Constitution was to have something called the Bill of Rights, and the purpose of the Bill of Rights was to prevent mob rule. So when I hear uh, when I hear um, people talk about mob rule in democracy, no, we can have a real democracy with a Bill of Rights. We don't need a a representative republic as as a lot of Republicans would like I, to say, I, I, because I, I, that's a fallacy. We have a real democracy as long as we can provide, uh, we can make sure that everybody's rights guaranteed. And that is what I want. And what I'm saying is that it should be what you want. We shouldn't be having this debate about abortion. We should actually be having the debate about keeping people alive, about making sure people have the type of healthcare that they need to survive. When I hear you, my dear beautiful lady, and I don't mean to be sexist, but when I hear you talk about abortion, I would ask you to put that same passion into healthcare because there's a hell of a lot more people dying because of lousy healthcare provided by conservatives as opposed to abortion that people have to take.
1: Come up to us and tell us all the time. Why don't you push more of your efforts in all these other areas? And taking care of born children and helping children get adopted to good families—that's the true thing, yes. Help. Okay, yes. but I would—I would ask you this: Why are not the people who are doing all those other ways of helping society improve doing anything for the pro-life movement? Why aren't they I, ever asking? Yeah, wait, wait.
0: It's, let, let's look. It's—it's the—it's not the pro-life movement. It is the anti-abortion movement. Because I am pro-life. I believe okay. in your life and everybody's so. life. Okay, it is the anti abortion movement, and that's fine, there's nothing wrong with the anti abortion movement, just keep it to those who want it.
1: Okay, were you against the abolitionists that pushed back against slavery, or or were you in favor of what they of their? their
0: I, I look and and you're going to make a very good point right there. I can I can read I the have point too
1: because they said sunlight was the best remedy to the yes. problem that was slavery, I, and they also I, said that there were no institutional frameworks in place to make it so that these newly freed slaves would have good lives. That's the same argument used to enshrine abortion. I, we're not going to give
0: them great lives. You know, I love the way that is usually stretched, right? And that's fine. You know as well as I do that nobody wants to see partial births. Nobody wants right. to see all these things. Nobody. Right. And 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 also, I think if you want to be honest, uh, this and the reason why I don't call you a pro-life movement, I call you an anti-abortion and abortion and movement.
1: I take that as a compliment.
0: And that's fine. And but we need to get our nomenclatures, or narrative correct. I believe that I leave just I want Jacinta to be able to do, and I'm gonna. We're we're way over, but I've uh, you know I right. enjoy. I really enjoyed talking to you because we're not having a shout-in match. Uh, I don't know. I, let me tell you, there's nothing that you said. I wanted you to change something in my mind because, like, like I said, I am. Whenever I get into these discussions, I'm hoping that I learned something that kept you so passionate at what you're doing. And so, and there are times that my mind is not changed necessarily, but modified in the way that I, I believe something. Unfortunately, you didn't do that because what I continue to see, no, and this is not a, this is not a a negative statement at all. Uh, What I, what I hear from you is what I, it's, it's the same narrative, right? Uh, okay,
1: you're so you're hearing the buzzwords, and you're tired of the buzzwords.
0: I, I'm not, but, but what I'm saying is, it's not just buzzwords that I'm hearing. It is it is almost an uncaring, right, uh, for white most women, and they didn't say all, it's mm-hmm. almost an uncaring for what a lot of women go through when and they're I, going to have an abortion. I can
1: sympathize with you on that. I can sympathize with you on that. If I'm talking to girls who are considering their options it is challenging because it's a lot easier to argue with a law than it is to convince a person to keep a baby right it's a lot easier to argue with a congressional member than it is to argue with a woman that is in crisis that needs help so to that i agree this is callous because i want the issue to be black and white with a woman who does need help who is confused and doesn't know what to do compassion is in order and i agree with you but we need to be clear about what that compassion is compassion is not gaslighting and compassion is not ignoring the full story women want to keep their children. The reason why they abort is because they feel they are unsupported and because they have been lied to about what they are aborting. A lot of women who miscarry at nine weeks or who abort at nine weeks, who abort at home, they see what was delivered from their body. They attest that this is not a blob of tissue. They're looking at a very small human being but it's not a blob of tissue. And groups that abort for women regularly are regularly lying to them. That is problem number one. Problem number two is support. If a girl sees her unborn child on a sonogram, she's 85% more likely to keep her baby. That's the issue of it not being a blob of tissue that was corrected. If her boyfriend is there and agrees to help her with that pregnancy, that number goes up from 85% to 95% why because now she has the support to take care of her child we have a maternal instinct to take care of the child that is within us it is I, you unnatural know, I, you know what is so
0: what abortion. is so amazing with all that you're saying right there is you're actually making the points the you're just about making the points of the uh, those of us who are really pro-lifers, those of us who are really pro-choicers. And the reason why is it, it that is something that we've always said. If we had a support systems, abortions would go away. Now it's not about not how it's not about this fight that you, you see, you are fighting, in my opinion, the wrong fight. You should be fighting the healthcare fight. You should be fighting the fight to support women. You should be fighting. Those are the fights that you should have to wait for the time that you're gonna go home and you're gonna think Things or whether well, you're probably home already, but you're gonna think things through and you're gonna say at some time, that guy that I just sent that letter to that brought me on, just maybe he had a tad of stuff that I can actually change within my yes. stance.
1: Yes, I will say I learned a lot from this interview. And so, if if that's I, the approach that I need to take to get effective change, Accomplish, I will do that.
0: And let me tell and and like I said, if if you really want to be a difference, you can be, but go where the problem really is. The problem isn't telling a woman don't abort. The problem is saying, and you had the answer, it's not me. You had the answer. Where people are supported, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: abortion goes away. Oh yeah, women don't
1: want abortion. Mm
0: -hmm. But again, until that occurs. Abortion will remain, and I want it to remain because abortion is also an economic issue. If you, Jacinta, if something happened to you, God forbid, and I won't use the word.
1: No, I understand. um,
0: And something happened to you, Mm -hmm. a bright young woman with a life ahead of her, that would materially change your life. And to tell me that you will never ever consider, I just may have to do this because when I weigh things out here, that's the issue. Don't ever put yourself in that condition, in my humble opinion, that is. So, Jacinta, let me tell you, I I enjoyed the conversation. You're a very smart woman, and you'll be, I mean, very smart woman, and uh, you, you make, you can, uh, I, are you a lawyer? I, no. <laughs> you know, um, so, uh, but... but-
1: my dad but, is a poli-sci major and we argue all the time. So
0: maybe yeah. I should think about yeah. that. But 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 uh, if you really, in my opinion, if you, you you can do so much more good for women <laughs> uh, on the other side of the aisle. So uh, I, really I consider that, that because um, that. those are the women who need help. We don't need the attacks. Yes, what we need are the help on women. So thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right, Jacinta Robin.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.